Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Mr. Matt Morgan will be along in a little bit. And tonight we're going to talk about Extreme Rules 2017. Just got done June 4th, 2017. Just wrapped on the East Coast. And Raj, we got a new number one contender. It's Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah. New number one contender, um, which was a, a really good match. And uh, two title changes. So. Yeah. I guess you could say it was eventful. It, it didn't really feel like it, at, and you know, until the the main event. But um. it also didn't feel very extreme. Although I will say, I was I knew I was concerned about this. It was sponsored by Mountain Dew, so at least there's that. So there is some extreme there. There is some. Extreme. Uh, yeah, they need to drop this title because <laughs> the Extreme Rules moniker doesn't work anymore. I mean, it's better than Great Balls of Fire, but uh, and they got the song. I guess you can't call it that without licensing the song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing remotely extreme about this show anymore. Yeah, uh, kind of crazy. So let's talk. Uh, start with the pre-show, which David Otunga was back with Sam Roberts and Renee Young uh, doing the kickoff, which, uh, yeah, even Booker was, th- I mean, Booker obviously throwing some shade at Otunga since he's filling in for him on Raw, but Otunga's not going to be back on Raw for a while still, right? Yeah, no, they said Booker's supposed to be on through the summer, which kind of makes, makes me wonder if he's just on, like if they're going to even bring Otunga back. Yeah, I don't know. Tonight on the pre-show, it was uh, something. I mean, even now, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, Booker T is so much better. Oh, 100%. You know, so, I mean, I think it's a it's a good decision if they, they stick with it. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> during the kickoff show, was this announced before? Callisto versus Apollo Crews? It was announced today. It was announced okay. earlier today. Yeah. Very last minute. Uh, so, Apollo, of course, representing the Titus brand going up uh, against Callisto. And what do you make of this? This is kind of the same problem we talked about with Dean and The Miz. You can't bring these guys over from SmackDown and keep them going against each other. I mean, what do you think of this angle and how they're, how they're doing it? <sighs> I, mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't find this angle boring. You know, at least it's given them something to do. But beating Apollo twice by Callisto, it does him no favors. It just, and it just gives that impression in people's eyes. Uh, that he's kind of a loser, you know, and Titus beat Kalisto. Was it last week? Hmm. So um, I don't think it's, uh, it helps him to keep losing. That's, I mean, he should have really gotten the win here. Yeah. I, and I like maybe it's a slow build, you know, they, they, <laughs> they start getting Apollo more vicious and, and then he starts getting his wins. And if they do that and they do it right, um, then it'd be worth it. But I, I don't have much faith with this creative team. I was going to say slow build to, towards what? Like greater mediocrity to him being a, I don't know, vicious heel or more vicious at least. I, I think we're going to end up with like Titus versus Apollo out of this. Uh, gosh, I hope not, yeah. <laughs> but it could be. I like the finish with uh, they did with Callisto kicking Titus in the face, and then that whole sequence of events I thought was great. Mr. Matt Morgan joining us, uh, just talking about Callisto versus Apollo Cruz. What'd you think of that kickoff match tonight? you watch it i didn't i didn't see the kickoff show but i wanted to see uh can you guys do i sound any different with this thing this headset on or no yeah it's pretty yeah. clear actually okay. yeah it sounds it sounds better no, i missed the kickoff show sorry all right yeah you didn't miss much yeah the return of david otunga and uh titus o'neill got kicked in the face by callisto <laughs> so. yeah so callisto beat apollo cruz again so that was about it yeah um Opening the show proper, they opened with the Intercontinental title match, The Miz versus Dean Ambrose. What would you think of that, Matt? 
Loved it. What a hell of a story, huh? Yeah. That was a great story. They had the crowd totally on their feet with a lot of that match. Um, and, and, and through the basic storytelling aspect of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, some just think about how cheesy that could have been perceived, like with a smack to the face and, and, and Miz's attempts to get, you know, to, to get a DQ win and things like that. That could have turned out like, eh, you know, but like the crowd bit on every one of those really, really, really hard. You know, we've talked a lot before, Matt, and you've given us a lot of insight into how matches are planned and worked. But when you're doing something like this, how much work do you do with the ref to go through these steps if you're going to do more complicated distractions like that? Very, very much so. Definitely, definitely set that up beforehand and go over it with the ref to make sure. You know, I try to incorporate, we try to incorporate the ref as much as you can, even if there's not much that they're up to, just at least let them know the finish and things like that. But if something that's like heavy, like tonight where they're involved, then yeah, you got to really get with them. Yeah. I, th- I thought the ending was really well done. Um, the ref almost seemed heelish by the end, but uh, he did. He was very aggressive. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, Oh, I'm going to disqualify you. Oh, boom. Now, now that Mrs. Got you beat, I won't, I'll just count the pin. You know, it was kind of a heel <laughs> move, but, uh, but I liked it. I thought, uh, I thought that ending sequence was, uh, was really good, and and the right guy won. Yeah. I mean, Ambrose hasn't done much as Intercontinental Champ, and uh, Miz just yeah. does a lot more with it. So, who does the Miz go against now? Who's the Miz going to face going forward? Do you guys have a have a preference or a prediction? Mm, I got no idea. I'm guessing it's probably going to be Ambrose. <laughs> ah, make it stop! <laughs> this is doing neither of them any favors. Both of them could be used to build somebody else. You know? No, I agree. But uh, and who knows? Maybe maybe Finn Balor because uh, you know Balor's been beaten three times already since he's been back. So he's not at that. Uh, main, you know, he's not going to be in the world title level right now. So right, it gives him something. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But the Miz is once again the Intercontinental Champion. Um, after that. Rich Swan and Sasha Banks versus Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. What'd you think of this, Matt, and the way that they did the mixed gender tag? I thought it, I thought they did a well. I thought they did a good job. I I'm not sure how I feel about how quickly the match started. Like hmm. immediately they started into spots. Like immediately they were hitting ropes. Like no lock up, nothing. But maybe that's what it needed because the crowd was pretty loud for this. I thought. And and they- versus the other cruiserweight match, it was. Yeah, and they didn't have much time, so because um, it was a pretty short match. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was what it was—kind of a complete filler. Um, I mean, I already forgot it. What color? Do you, what color ropes did they end up using? I'm already forgetting. Did they use red. purple? They they did red. They did red. Yeah. All right. Well, good good for the cruiserweights. They get a match with the red huh. ropes for a change. I wonder if that threw them off at all. <laughs> Yeah, um, man, Sasha's she's trying. She's really trying to sell this position. I mean, she looks into it. She's uh, giving it her all. I'll give her that at least. She's trying to make chicken salad out of Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she shouldn't be in it at all. Well, you know, and I don't think she will be for long because I think Bailey's, I'm guessing she's out of the picture for a bit with how she's been destroyed the last month and a half. Um so, I mean, Sasha seems like the, the next logical challenger for Alexa, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but first, we have to talk about that. You know, I was even going to try and mock and be like, awesome segment. We just, let's just say, let's talk about that segment with Elias Sampson. <laughs> Matt, when's the last time, or Raj, you know, you might know this. When's the last time they did something like this at a pay-per-view to give that spotlight to a performer who didn't have a match? 
Uh, they'll do that here and there. I, 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 I thought it was good in the sense it got him, it got him heel heat. Uh, the, I mean, the crowd was booing him hard. And, and I got to say, this was one of the best WWE crowds they've had in a while tonight. You know, yeah, like they were, they were good. pretty, yeah, they were pretty hot uh, most of the night. And uh, so, you know, I mean, they, they ended 15 minutes early as it was. So, I mean, I, I would have rather had them do a squash match or something, but, it, you know, it was something. It, it didn't bother me. Yeah. Maybe they put him back and do it with Dean, you know? Yeah, they, they could do that. What do you think, Matt? Uh, a different way to get him over, you know? Um, I don't think they always have to have a match, you know? Um, something different, you know what I mean? He's on a pay-per-view, looks important. You know, it looks like they're trying to do something with him at least to some degree. So I'm still waiting and seeing because I like his look. I like his in-ring work a lot. I like his intensity. I just, I don't know. It's not about music and wrestling. I think it's super freaking dated and corny. Yeah, it does come across as kind of a B-level gimmick. I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? I just have never been a fan of it. I think like Honky Tonk was like my last guy I gave a chance to. Well, who has gotten over at like the top level with that? You know, like as a... Since Honky Tonk, even Honky Tonk wasn't like a main eventer. You know, he was a very uh, top level yeah. mid card guy. But uh, <laughs> no, I'll tell you, the last guy that got over with the music chick uh, was uh, Mr. John Cena with the freestyle rapping. Yeah, that's old. Yeah, that's different. You know what I mean? The guitar shit. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, maybe back in the day, but um, I don't know. Right, because Cena would rap, but he his gimmick wasn't that he was. I don't know. I mean, kind of. I mean, he raps his own theme. Like, and yeah. that was a big deal when it first happened because it was like, here's a younger guy who's coming out and doing this. Well, I put it out there for you. I, I did. I, I narrowed it down, guys. You know what we're talking about. Guitar wearing yeah. and singing right. dude coming to the ring. There's been a million. Because I think Double J, no offense to Jeff Jarrett, but, you know, when, when he had the whole guitar thing, it was uh, kind of cheesy, it, especially when he had the flashing coat and stuff. So, um, yeah. You like that? I like that. I like the hat and glasses. I thought it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) But in this case, I don't know. I mean, the music doesn't even sound like they put much effort into it. I mean, he comes out, he sings a song bashing the town. I mean, there's nothing. I think if music is going to be your gimmick, at least make it sound like you put some thought into the music. I think that's that's why I think these things die. I I didn't think it died, though. Like, the the crowd was pretty hot at him for it. Yeah, that was the biggest spot he's been given. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about Kendo stick on a pole. Well, they did that time. backstage interview with oh, Bailey. Yeah. yeah, talking about the preparation for it, watching Tommy Dreamer matches, and she was going to get extreme. She got booed something something fierce back here. She should have. That was the shittiest and most annoying promo ever. I hated that promo with <laughs> so much veracity. Remember I how did. we were talking about when she Ugh. came on the main roster, how she's so easy to book and you don't have to do all that much. And she's got this great character and man, like yep. they have just destroyed this poor girl. Yeah, they did. They definitely did. And she got booed even before the match. I mean, and, 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 yeah. and, and during her entrance, I mean, she was, people were on Alexa. How could, you, side. How could you cheer for that? The mid promo, you could hear them turn on her. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, how could you cheer for that? Right. It's, she's she's super corny. I think now this is the only thing I will say, giving the benefit of the doubt, is that they're trying to reset her back to an NXT point where they can have it be more meaningful when she does a comeback towards SummerSlam. 
Like that's the only thing I could think of. Because even with the there's Wonder not Woman, that much time between now to true. to do that to get you know yeah. go down and get back up. Yeah, no, you're right. But I mean, that's the only reason I could think they're doing it, unless they're just trying to bury her. I mean, it's one thing to build her up back as an underdog, but they have gotten the fans to turn on her, which is not what you want to do if that's what you're trying to do in that situation. You want the fans to stay with her and want her to rise back up. Uh, but yeah, she uh, she got destroyed something fierce here. Yeah, that match with Alexa was fast tonight. Um, what did you make of that, Matt? Just the quickness of the match, the outcome, the incorporation Don't of the care. kendo stick, all of it, all of it, just sort of thumbs down from you. I didn't, I didn't want to see it to be. I didn't, I, well, I didn't want to see it to begin with. Um, I didn't want to see two two little. I hate to say little girls because they're young women, but I didn't want to see two young women smacking themselves around the ring with kendo sticks and crap like that. I don't know why. I just, it just wasn't intriguing to me from the beginning. Maybe because I know this is not in either one of their wheelhouses. Hmm. You know what I mean? This is, this, these are very far stretches for both of these characters. And you use something like this in a very heated rivalry that's been going on for quite a long time. Not two women in a lukewarm angle. Do, do, do you know what I mean? There's no, I don't, I don't want, I don't hate Alexa Bliss enough to see the come up and be Kendall sticks to the dome. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, so, but what do you, what do you think of, so Alexa Bliss, did she beat Bailey clean at the last pay-per-view? I can't remember if it was clean or not. I think it, I think it was. I don't remember. But the next night on Raw, she pinned her in a, a tag match she has pretty much beat the crap out of Bailey every week on Raw. Mm-hmm. Always right. gets the better of their exchanges. And then tonight, Bailey gets Kendall stick. It's too stupid to use it. Alexa gets it, beats the crap out of her, and then just pins her clean. Um, it's it's like if if this was twenty years ago, you would think that Bailey is going to WCW. You know, like that way they were. I mean, it was a uh, it's pretty strong burial, I thought. But she didn't use the stick, so I feel like they're still trying to preserve her character for whatever yeah, reason. Well, the fans are turning on her more every week, so yeah. whatever they're doing isn't right. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to watch just this continue to happen with her. Um, so in a second, we're going to talk about Cesaro and Sheamus becoming the new Raw Tag Team Champions, winning the heart against the Hardys in a steel cage match. But first, I want to give a little love to a sponsor of this episode, DDPY, DDP Yoga. First, talk about it before, used by the likes of Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, and tons of other stars who love using DDPY as part of their health and exercise regimen. And for a limited time, we've got a deal for you. You can get access to the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off, or you can get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off. And that includes three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app can also buy a max or combo pack at 25% off and get 50% off the second one. Head on over to our link at ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. To take advantage of these offers. And you've heard us talk about it. All the inspirational stories of people, not just professional wrestlers, but people, regular folks, wrestling fans who have turned around their lives, turned around their health, lost incredible amounts of weight, gotten in the best shape of their lives using DDPY. You can do it too. Take control of your health. Take control of your life with DDP Yoga. Go to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. So we said it had to happen tonight. Cesaro and Sheamus had to beat the Hardys after losing in every different configuration leading up to this. Matt, were you satisfied with the way the match unfolded tonight? With the finish being who went over, sure. Um, I'm still not satisfied with Cesaro. I've talked to you guys about this, you know, ad nauseum. I want to know more about the two of them 
not just coming out in cool looking kilts or whatever the hell they're doing and and now their heels are supposed to boom. I want to know, like, shoot is thinking. He's got to be pissed. I mean, granted, he's a tag champion. He should be happy. But he's got to be pissed. This dude was a main event act going for the title many, many times. You know? And Cesaro, right at the precipice of getting to that level one day as well. And no, tag division. You know? Nowadays, for whatever rhyme or reason, we see – we shouldn't think this way, by the way. But we do as wrestlers. I don't know why. We just do. Um, when you get the word is almost relegated back to the tag division when mm. creative still thinks you're, you know, they still want you on TV because you still have some sort of, I don't want to say drawing power, but star power to that effect. But yet they don't have you in a singles feud or anything of that nature that you deem more important. And when that happens, you know, it, it could play tricks on your mind as a wrestler and it could screw with your, your, your head, especially if it lasts so long. I want to know what's going on inside Seamus's head. I really, really do. Because I think he's got some good promo stuck in there somewhere. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot they could do with that. Um, but, you know, we've discussed that there's a lot they could do with a lot of these storylines that they don't end up, they just stick with the formula. Um, so, we just need to know more, know more about them. That's all. Yeah. No, I agree. Which is weird because I felt like we got a lot of segments and vignettes with them backstage when they were paired up. One, when they were in that best of seven series, but then when they first were paired as a tag team as faces, there was a lot of attention given to that story. So it's weird that they turned heel. Because Mick was on it. Yeah. Because it was Mick's big idea, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, we'll see. But that being said, I'm guessing this is this continues, you know, <laughs> rematch tomorrow night or uh, the next pay-per-view. Um, so what about top guys? Where are they? Who's that? The revival top guys revival. No, the revival. Uh, they sh- I mean, they should be back soon, but um, I mean, they're heels. So them feuding with Seamus and sorrow doesn't really work. So I'm guessing I was thinking the, you were thinking the Hardys. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. I think the Hardys probably win it back at the next pay per view and then feud with the revival at and wrestle the revival at SummerSlam. That'd be great. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Except I just think there's so much more value in those guys as singles. And, uh, and really, it, it, they, uh, they can just put Jeff Hardy in the main event scene at any, any time because he's already, yeah. you know, fans already see him at that level. I agree. Yeah, I thought the match was okay. But, I mean, results aside, I thought the match was okay. And uh, I Yeah, the, I mean, the match was – it wasn't the crazy, crazy spot fest you'd probably expect with the Hardys, but I thought it was good, um, you know. So we talked about how that almost had to happen tonight of Sheamus and Cesaro winning. The other thing that we were talking about almost had to happen tonight was Austin Aries going over Neville, and that did not happen. Um, what did you think of the match, Matt? And – do, do you even believe now a matchup against the two going forward, given that Aries has lost every Here, time? Here's the thing. we, we I, I go along with you when we say, hey, the formula says this guy must win next week. I hope the fans understand. We're, th- th- those are coincidences. Mm-hmm. That's not a real thing. WWE doesn't have a chalkboard where it says this guy won exactly this many matches, so therefore he's due a win now. It's not like that. It's literally the feel in that creative meeting heading into that production. Or in that production meeting, I should say, the day of the show. They have an idea going into it, 
But then sometimes shit changes in that production meeting. Most of the time it does. It's like a 50-50 opportunity in changing the finish for that matter. And we saw it with two matches tonight, not just the uh, Aries match, but later on with Joe. Um, so, like, I hope fans understand, like, we're, we're kind of tongue-in-cheeking when we're saying the WWE formula, therefore states, this guy will win. You know? But it did happen here. Um, because. No, it didn't. Yeah, Joe, Ari- no, you said Joe has no chance of winning. No, I said uh, Aries submitted Neville on Raw, and Neville beat him tonight. And Joe? And Joe, Joe didn't get beat or anything. But yeah, that one didn't go by any formula. But Joe didn't get pinned. There on. is no formula. That's not real. <laughs> no, no. I but it, it, no, obviously, they're not, it's not like. But it does happen way more often than not. It, can, it does, and it's called a coincidence. Coincidences. <laughs> yeah. So. Talkboard sitting there would go, well, this guy needs a win now, so we're just going to give him a win. It's judged off of what's going on with the audience, what's going on with who's hot, it's going on with who's, who might be injured. We don't even know. Um, millions of different things get thrown into this. I'm sure. I'm no, no. Obviously, but uh, more often, more often than not, the guy, if a guy gets beat, that's facing the same guy at the pay per view the week before, the other guy wins. I mean, we'll we'll start keeping track. <clears throat> I'm just saying. I would dare say it's probably like sixty, maybe seventy percent. With what you're saying, yes. Yeah. But it's I, I'm promising you it's coincidence. It's no, no, not I'm, like I'm, I'm not saying that they, they, I'm not saying they, they live by that at all. Because the fans are going to start thinking like, oh, can you, they're going to blow up your – I'm surprised they don't blow up your stuff, your timeline already. <laughs> this. <laughs> well, according to your formula, da 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 Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. We're – I'm we're saying that prediction wise, I'm we're just guessing this, at who's yeah. winning. This That's feud that. has gone on now for what feels like so long. I know it's it's been since WrestleMania that they've had these title opportunities, but there was a good, healthy build up to that. I just think that Aries came in looking like a rock star in the cruiserweight division. He's been in this feud with Neville, and he keeps losing every time it matters. Um, yeah, and the crowd was cold, and the crowd was cold for him tonight too. Yeah. And it sucks because this match was great. Fantastic. I, I really liked it. Yeah, it was. I mean, I loved the. Too. I loved Aries ta- tapping him out outside the ring. They did. They did some stupid stuff. The referee is like counting him out. It's like it's a submission match. What you know? What what the count out doesn't do anything. You know, he did it. He did it twice. Yeah. And you know, making them break the ropes. It's, it's anyway. But um, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Neville getting the win. Neville's been hot. I think in many ways, uh, I think he's the best heel WWE has right now. Because mm. if you ever see these media interviews he does, like for these newspapers and stuff, he doesn't get out of character. He stays in character and he, he stays like this. Does prick. he sound corny doing it, though? Does he sound cheesy 80s guy doing it? No, I don't know. He do, he's not like uh, it, it's not like over the top. He's just kind of prickish, you know. And yeah, yeah, I think I think it's been great. He's a good heel. I just think with Aries, I think he, he Aries needs the credibility of a win at this point. Um, yeah. Just, no. You know? I I mean, I, I don't see how they keep this continuing now. I mean, it's already yeah. been three pay-per-views. Well, great balls of fires five weeks away. So maybe they, if Aries says one last chance or I'll retire or something like oh. that, you know, could be a good way to do it. Um, so we saw the promo for great balls of fire tonight. They're actually using the the song, and the original version. They didn't even get pay less to get a cover version. That was right. actually Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, 
but man, this, like even the imagery they're using for this, like I, I just, I guess credit to them for doing something so badass crazy for a pay-per-view, but this is off the wall as a choice. I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, really? and, and that song has had a huge effect on wrestling. You know, Ric Flair says that's where he got the woo from. Hmm. It was from that song. So, um, so I don't know, a little bit of trivia there, but uh, it's 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 never gonna. I'm never gonna like the name of that pay per view, but it's not as it doesn't sound quite as ridiculous as it did at first. It's kind of kind of gotten used to it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been running to the ground. So we'll see. Can't believe still over a month away. Um, so tonight we determined who's going to face Brock Lesnar at Great Balls of Fire in an Extreme Rules Fatal Five Way to crown the new number one contender. Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. The match lasted, lasted about 40 minutes. Uh, that's after discounting all the time for entrances. And it ended with Samoa Joe putting Finn into a coquina clutch and choking him out. So got a new contender. Matt, what did you think of the match itself for the five-way? Crazy good. Holy crap. You talk about a main event, like, good God. That whole match, every friggin' minute of it, I liked. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but um, I'm really excited for Joe. I'm excited, actually, for the matchup. You know, we didn't really get a chance to – to talk too much about this. We didn't have enough time last week, but we're talking about how everybody looks like a bunch of little kids. And then there's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Samoa Joe with the way he works and everything he does is so damn believable in that ring. I cannot wait to see that matchup. Like I cannot wait to see Brock versus Joe and the cool things they're going to be able to do together. And mark my words, Joe is not going to get eaten up and look like some little kid in the ring with him. I promise you that. And that's going to, it's going to make a, it's going to make for a really cool story that they're going to tell. It's going to make for some really hard hitting, um, strong style, great psychology, um, realistic looking stuff versus some, you know, little frigging kid ducking to and coming off the ropes and hitting a flying Willanda to stumble Brock back and then coming off the top rope and the missile drop kick. Finally, the beast is down. He's out of the ring, but he's still on his feet. Um, <laughs> smash mouth for smash mouth with him and it's going to be believable i i mean i agree with everything you just said i think it's going to be an awesome match um I, and and yeah i don't think brock's going to run through him um my issue is i just think it's too soon i think i would like to have seen joe get more of a build-up and build to more of a long-term feud because this is a perfect world yeah yeah because this is a one and done you know uh Brock is moving to Braun Strowman yeah. the, the month after, so he's pretty much guaranteed to beat Joe clean. Um, I'd like to see it be yeah. this, you know, you build Joe up for a while, and then it's like these two monsters, and you finally have him go at it, you know, as opposed to Joe won a match, and he gets his shot at, at Lesnar. Um, so in that respect, I, I, I would have gone with someone else, but because and, and that's just because I think Joe and Lesnar has the potential to be a, a huge feud. I, and that's a WrestleMania match, man. If they did it right, let Joe be Joe, the Joe that we know. You know? Yeah, yeah. You give him the the right booking and Not everything. I... Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but that being said, uh, I think the next month should be very entertaining, and and uh, it'll be interesting, like their promos and everything uh, heading into this match, because Joe Joe doesn't you know doesn't look like a kid next to Lesnar like uh, Finn Balor kind of does, so. Yeah. 
So do you think we're going to get in the build up to this, maybe Joe versus Finn for a little bit, or do you think they'll wait to kick back into that? No, I mean, I think they're going straight to Just Joe versus Lesnar. Joe versus Brock for five weeks. Cool. Yeah, because Joe is, I mean, Brock is back a, a week from Monday, right? Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, they don't have enough time to do one feud and then get to it. You know, yeah. you got five weeks. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see about the other guys, like what happens to all of them, you know, the other four. Yeah, with I mean Finn, you know, like I said, they've beaten him three times already. Yeah, so I mean mm-hmm. it could be. Um, I mean they were having him with Bray. Who's... They could go back. They could still stick with that. But um, I mean they had he, teased the something. fans were really feeling. What's that, Matt? The fans were really sorry. You guys are going in and out. I apologize. Um, the the uh, Finn, the fans feel him big time right now. At least in Maryland, they sure as hell did tonight. His his aggressiveness. Did you guys notice the gear? They were finally commenting on it, actually, so you could have missed it. But did you see his his gear shifting finally? His his intensity is picked up immensely. Yeah. Um, he he didn't have that before he got injured. He wasn't doing that. Yeah. He's. I don't. I don't know what else. I, I mean, I guess they weren't ready for him to go over on Brock. Is all I can think of. But because he's he's there. He's there as a main event act right now, as far as his work goes and feeling out who he is right now. My question is this. What is up with the demon? Is the demon no more? I think he, I think even WWE acknowledges now that these pay-per-views aren't major pay-per-views and it's just like SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Survivor Series and, and Royal Rumble. And I guess Finn will just wear it for those, I guess. I mean, I know a lot of people, I mean, when they started that entrance, I think a lot of people were kind of thinking he was going to bring out the demon. And um, I still think he yeah. should just have it every week. I, I, I mean, maybe you don't have to have to do the whole body paint, but just the face. But it, you know, really? it's not that. Why not? Yeah, got kind of gold dust. He's so different. You know? He's so different right away, man. It's cool. It's so different. The paint, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it just makes him really stand out. And uh, you know, him coming out with just flicking the collar on his jacket. Do you think that's cool? I was going to ask you guys that. Do you think that's cool when you see a guy do that? That's <laughs> very fun. <laughs> It, yeah, he kinda, looks, yeah, exactly. What was it like we used to see in the movies in the 80s every time like the, the women would go to Chippendales or something? It's very that kind of look, you know? Just sort of like male. But, but very Glenn, why don't T-Birds you, from Greece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Glenn, why don't you think he should do the the just do the think, demon thing all the time? Yeah, I think you should have a version of it that's still because one, I think honestly, and this is no offense to Goldust, you know, I love Goldust. We talked about Goldust. I think like Dustin Reynolds at the time he was doing it looked better in the makeup than out of the makeup. Finn has been acknowledged as a good looking guy, someone that's very charismatic that they want to push. I mean, I think he should do a reduced version of it all the time, maybe something around the eyes, like a scaled back version of the makeup. But I think full makeup all the time is a mistake, like cutting promos and things like that. I think, I think you could do full, you know, it's like all those guys where at the pay-per-view, they bump it up. They, they go extra. Um, but you know, it's like uh, Undertaker, you know. He'll he'll have his the regular look, but on the pay per views, you know, he does it up and does something grander. I think you do that with Finn, you know, just do the the face paint. I don't think it the the looks matter. I don't think that's changing his merch or anything. Um, yeah. Though. And the people coming to see him are not wearing leather coats with collars. They're painting their faces. <laughs> right. Yeah. The the you know. The merchandise and everything, there's just so much money in that, that you could, you know, so much you can do. And by not having that on uh, at all, 
it's just a wasted opportunity. Well, you know, maybe they'll probably feud him with Bray, and then he'll have some change where then he's the demon full time because somehow Bray brought it out of him. That would be cool. At least that would be that would, that be, would cool. be something. Yeah, if they and give they it a story it like yeah, if they give it a story like that, I'm 100 percent on board with it. But I think just showing up in the makeup uh, would be kind of arbitrary at this point. Um, yeah, and especially I guess since he wasn't winning tonight, but yeah, but, I thought the match was great. Love the really spots. Good. Well done. Match was really good. You know, was not. Although, um, although you guys, hey, you guys remember when you said, hey, do you guys sometimes do spots and matches to see how they work out on TV and then take it into a pay-per-view. And I was like, usually more on house shows than anything. Well, right. tonight, if you caught it, there's no sell the buckle bomb and come out with the Superman punch again. Yeah. I thought it was better on Raw. Same reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had seen it. It was better on Raw. And plus, go ahead. Yeah, I was saying, and then they seen it just a week ago. So what you don't get that holy crap right. reaction. Yeah, I'm surprised to see him do that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of potential now, um, especially if they break up. If tomorrow night, if they do a rematch between Dean and the Miz, and after that, separate them up, we have unlimited possibilities with where they can go story wise from here with these guys. Six guys, right? We got yeah. six guys on that level, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you throw the Miz in there. And, and and like you said, you could do Elias Sampson with Ambrose since they had already yeah. kind of teased a feud. So I think it's yeah. what the WWE needs. It's what Raw needs right now. It needs a real, sh- I mean, a true shakeup of the storylines to, well, to keep it interesting. I guess you got seven because now Brock is back and he's he's there with Joe. So it's more where they go with Rollins, Reigns, Bray, and Finn. Well, that's how you with Brock. Yeah. We'll see, man. So all in all, where do you think who who with Roman who who should he go with? He needs to go home. <laughs> That's where he should go home. Well, they're probably not doing that. So. Uh, but but no, seriously, uh, like, do you hear? Do you hear the, do, do you hear their comments? By the way, do you hear Corey's comments of going like, "Never bet against the big dog," like like half laughing. Oh no, loses. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead and go with honest. Yeah. Oof. Baby face, baby face. Maybe with Rollins because Bray has been done a thousand times. I don't want to see Roman and Bray again. Is, it, then, Finn? is, it, is it Finn? Oh. Uh, Maybe the Miz. So that would be interesting. It would be great for the Miz. It would be great for the Miz. There were rumors earlier this summer that they were thinking about it. So. Uh, man, talk about a way to get the Miz further over, though, with the internet wrestling community. Just he will light him up yeah. on the mic. <laughs> oh my god, I actually really want to see this now. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, tomorrow night, we'll know more. Monday Night Raw, and we'll be here to discuss it all immediately after it ends on the East Coast. So, your final thoughts for tonight, Matt? And uh, you know, before we got on here, I think or during Roger saying they just need to retire the name Extreme Rules. Did you think tonight was extreme in the least? No. Um, no, I did not. Um, uh, no, but I give them a – I give you my grade. I give them a C plus. Oh. Tonight Show. I like Tonight Show for the most part. I really did. Yeah, I thought the main event definitely uh, made up for it. There wasn't anything I thought that was really bad on the show. Alexa versus Bailey was more like nothing as opposed to bad. And same as the Rich Swan uh, Sasha Banks match, but uh, it was fine. I, I I wasn't particularly into it until the main event. I thought the main event was outstanding. So for that, I'd probably give it a B minus. 
But yeah, extreme, man. They have watered that word down. I think they should just drop it. Come up with, you know, one of the other words that, you know, one of the other terms that they've had in the past. You get Great American Bash. That was such a cool pay-per-view name. Yeah. But what do you, what, what, what can't, what gives you the blanket of these are all going to be hardcore type of matches? Uh, what do you mean? If you don't have that, if you can, if you don't have extreme rules as the name and you say you call it, I don't know, America, what'd you call it? Uh, um, Great American Bash. American Bash. Great American Bash. That doesn't insinuate all oh, those, those matches are going to be, have some sort of gimmick or some sort of weapon or some sort of extreme type of thing. And none, none of them tonight did. Well, they did. Except they for the weren't. steel cage. I mean, no, that was the only. They, no that was the only extreme. The thing you could really consider extreme, or I guess a kendo stick. But you could. Well, kendo stick should have been. Yeah, but pool, you could easily. I mean, you have Great American Bash. You could still do a steel cage match, and you could just as easily. It does, you don't. None of those uh, steps were really extreme. The main event was just a fatal five way, you know, and and those are always no DQ anyway. No. I mean, let's t- talk about let's look for a second at the original extreme rules 2009 okay the first pay-per-view so opened with a tag team match and then there was a fatal four-way for the u.s championship then there was a no holds barred match for the ic championship then there was a samoan strap match a hardcore match for ecw a hog pen match for the title of miss wrestlemania oh how things have changed in less than a decade um a steel cage match for the championship a submission match a ladder match and then just uh regular singles match for the world heavyweight championships so you had like five matches that you just listed right there that yeah you know, had the potential to be really violent so you know it's a pg environment they can't do violence so or anything too violent so i don't know I don't, you just don't need the, this pay-per-view anymore. Yeah. So let's take some questions from the audience. We got some time. I mean, we got some time. <laughs> we got time. Matt's like, Matt's like, I got a job. I got to train. <laughs> what crap is it? No, I'm joking. Go ahead. <laughs> Someone's asking if Hideo Itami is going to the cruiserweights. What do you do with Hideo Itami now? I, I don't think, I think he's too, I do think he's too small for the, the main roster. Uh, for the guys hmm. on there and doesn't stand out enough to be, uh, you know, to, to be a big player there. I, I don't see the difference between him and, um, God, who's the Japanese guy that Brian Kendrick was just working. Tazawa. Yeah. I, I know he's a bigger star than Tazawa. I know that. I, I worked Kentai when he was in Japan, but here and how they presented him and how over he is or isn't, I just don't see him as, I don't know. I, I he comes to a cruiserweight. He's just going to be, yeah, he would be really lost in the shuffle if he didn't go to the cruiserweight. Let's just put it that way. So he goes to the cruiserweight, and I still think he's just going to be another guy, like toward the top, but middle of the middle of the pack to the upper echelon. I'd say of the pack. I think he's going to look at this jump to WWE as the biggest mistake of his career. You know, his huge name yeah, in Japan. Man. I mean, gigantic following. CM Punk's ripping off his move, and you know, here he is now. And the, the, the crappy thing is, is that injury. Mm-hmm. Who's to say if he didn't get injured? Right. Those guys would not have bypassed him. They were not on track to. Right. Yeah. Guys got signed and came in and bypassed him. You know. He's gotten hurt a, a couple times. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's too bad. And it's too bad too because you know with that angle with Bobby Roode for the NXT Championship, I mean that angle is fantastic, and the fact that they didn't really play that to its fullest and he lost just kind of shows that there's no momentum 
I, I like that he lost just because I think Bobby Roode has a lot more. Oh, uh, definitely. Steam, so I, I think the right person. It, it was like tonight. I think Alexa, you know, uh, mm-hmm. as much as, you know, we criticize the 50-50 booking, with, they're not doing that with Alexa, and it's working. She's getting over. I mean, she's becoming a big star. So I agreed with that ending. I just was surprised at how they've given Bailey nothing over the last month. Even though you want the fans booing her? Mm. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, you know I mean? whenever they need to change her to a baby face, it'll be easy to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hopefully she doesn't change, though. And Oh, God. <laughs> Bring back the original music from NXT, the glitter sparkle. Do you remember that? <sighs> Somebody in the chats, Keith Hellebrand is saying that his dad, Keith, was your TNA pyro guy. He's a big fan. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, Keith Boogie. Keith Boogie was my pyro guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> what's up, dude. <laughs> nice, good people, very good family. Yeah. Uh, someone's asking if Apollo Cruz will ever become a monster heel with Titus O'Neil. Will who be a? What say that again? Will Apollo Cruz be a monster heel with uh, with Titus O'Neil? A monster heel? We are in the midget division. The dude's four <laughs> foot five. Yeah. No. I'm a huge fan of him, by the way, but monster heel guys, Brock Lesnar, let me give you the definition. Brock Lesnar is a monster heel. Ron Strowman, when I'm a heel, I'm a monster heel. Uh, Big Show, he's a monster heel. Not four foot five jacked up dude. (laughs) Yeah, sadly, I don't see him going past the, uh, uh, gosh, what level would we put it? Like, uh, he went for the IC title. Last year, in, in, in yeah, yeah, he'd probably be on that level at, at, at best. Oh, although it would be pretty funny if he started coming out every week and start choke slamming people like 911 and stuff like that and totally prove everything I say wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's strong as hell and he, he's probably about this, he's probably taller than Taz was, right? It's a good question, probably around mm. the same height, probably right around the same. So yeah. If you're booked right, you, you can make it work. I mean, Paul Heyman, if can. Guys, Apollo, yeah. Apollo Cruz is six one. No, according to the internet. Yeah, the internet. There's some internet sites that say I'm seven two. Yeah, no, seven zero seven no. zero according to Bing, Matt. Don't ask why I'm using Bing. But hey, Matt, a lot of people have been asking, six eleven and a half, so they're wrong. A lot of people have been asking this because of just how uh, the bad the raw ratings have been getting. They're like they're at all time lows now, pretty much. Um, last Monday's was. Uh, I think the second lowest raw ever, and and, wow, and that's really? the other raw was the one against the Clinton Trump debate. I think there was one more, but that was like against Nitro and everything. So, ever of all time, all time. Um, so uh, some people, you know, so the name Vince Russo starts popping up. You think, uh, you think, you think uh, Vince Russo would be an asset to WWE at this point? WWE that desperate? I don't think they'll work with them. Um, maybe I, you know, I, I've been proved they, they, they seem to work with everybody. Actually, I think it's impossible to be completely blacklisted from that company anymore. If you can provide them some value, if you can provide them some value and they see it, then yeah, I could see him working there. But I don't know what the makeup is there anymore. I don't know who he has heat with, who he doesn't. Um, I don't know. I also know that. Today's a different day and age um, uh, with, 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 with wrestling. 
and right. there really is no more booking. It's more writing. It's more writers, and it's not just one person's opinion. It's it's multiple. And granted, it, it funnels through Vince at the end of the day, but pretty soon when he's gone, it won't be like that. And it's you know, so I, I don't know. I, I think I, I I don't I don't I don't see it. No. Yeah, I think I mean I personally I think they I think they could benefit a lot from having someone like Vince in theory, not as a head writer, but someone on you know that could throw ideas, you know, come up with storylines. But with the way it is now, it, with how corporate it is, I, I don't think they want people necessarily thinking outside the box. I think they almost want this formula that they can just easily move people in and out of. It's like uh, when you're creating a yep. franchise for a restaurant, and you just want them all to be the same. So that way, if anything happens at the top or with top management, you still got it going and, and it just keeps going. Um, the only problem being right now with what they have is it's losing popularity and, and ratings. And, and, you know, that's a, it's an issue. Uh, at some point, if the ratings keep dropping like this, and uh, when football season starts, usually it's a 10% drop. It might be more this year because the ratings have dropped a lot more this year than previous years, percentage-wise. And so you drop another 10%, uh, you're in the, your ratings are in the 1.6, 1.8 uh, every week. And that's wow, that's rough. Yeah, and their viewership, really? you, know, you start hovering around the, the low to mid-twos, two million mark, you know, two to 2.5. And that's just... I mean, if USA Network, if they got a few hit shows, I, I wouldn't see them wanting to spend a ton of money on WWE when the contract comes up. It's too early to say now. We still yeah. got a couple of years, but um, and USA doesn't have those hit shows, so WWE is, is very important to them. But I mean, they paid a ton of money, and those ratings keep dropping. Yeah. God, I would love to see him bring in. I mean, we're in such a great age of TV right now. And I know they've tried this before, but bring in some TV guys. Well, they do. But you, I thought it was more reality. I've seen like their job posts is more people with reality backgrounds. You hear these bookers when they come out, when they leave WWE and they do these interviews, and they'll tell you all these great ideas they have that just get shut down. And, and, and by the yeah. end, they're like, all right, we'll just give Vince what he wants. And they just give the same thing every week. What do you make of yeah. uh, Waltman's comment that Road Dogg's running SmackDown without Vince's interference? Uh, he probably. Yeah, I never even heard that. Waltman said that uh, on a podcast. Sean Waltman said that. Now, granted, they're friends. He might have just been putting Road Dogg over more. I mean, Road Dogg's running it with uh, what's his face that used to be in NXT. But I, I believe knows? it. Yeah, I, I'm sure Vince is not near as hands-on with SmackDown as he is with Raw, and that's why Raw gets more attention. And whenever they do these, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's why more attention, the, not necessarily a good thing. Right. So the uh, big stars, when they come back, the, the guys that Vince sees as big stars are they go to Rob because that's Vince is, you know, it's got his fingerprints on. Him. Yeah. It's tough. People asking what Rusev will be doing. Mm. He, There's a Smackdown, right? Yeah. That's a good, that's a good question. Well, it looked like he was supposed to be in the spot that Jinder is in right now, you know, because uh, yeah, he he had said how he 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 demands a title shot and, and uh, he won't come back if he doesn't get a title shot right away, and they, they just dropped it completely once they went with Jinder as world champ. So, um, can I defend Jin Can I defend Jinder one more time? Absolutely, just go for it. About I read something about some some. Uh, 
natural, all natural bodybuilder. That's an oxymoron, by the way. Um, now there is a real such thing. Um, talking about how he can tell all the telltale signs on how Jinder Mahal is taking um, enhancements. Okay. Mm -hmm. Put this out there one last time to anybody that thinks this is true. I want you to go back and I want you to go up. I want you to come up with all of the stars that failed this wellness policy. But there, there's so many guys that failed this thing. Okay. That, that lost time that they had to take the title belts off of. They had to do all types of things to recreate their TV because these guys either were on the gas or they were on, uh, they were a part of back in the day that, that, that um, pharmacy signature pharmacy bust that got screwed, that, that, that all the guys got screwed through where they were ordering the steroids online um, I don't know if you guys remember that, but a bunch of things have happened over time that cost a lot of guys time, but more importantly, WWE, their, their storylines. Mm -hmm. We're talking heavyweight champions here. So I'm just trying to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. Out of them all, <laughs> out of Batista, Cena, all of them, right? We're going to let Jinder Mahal take steroids. <laughs> no, I agree. Are you high? Are you high? It makes no sense at all. It makes no sense at all. And I could tell you right now, I'm drug-free myself. And I look better than I've ever looked as well. Not like gender, but good nonetheless. Because 1 million percent, once you really do fine-tune your diet, I'm talking where you don't cheat at all, okay, mm -hmm. where you're counting every single uh, carb and, and protein you're taking in. I haven't had a carb since 1.30 p.m. this afternoon because I'm getting ready for a physique show. Um, things like that do that for your body and if you saw gender in person you'd actually think he was skinny tv the more ripped and cut you look makes you look bigger mm. okay I, I know that for a fact if you saw gender in person you would in, in clothes you would think he looked skinny until you see you take his shirt off and you see all the veins you wouldn't think he was very muscular i promise you you would think he's very vascular and skinny but on tv he looks awesome because that's what tv does and so a long story short the dude is clean WWE is not going above and beyond the call of duty to, to get this guy that they were having to do jobs, if you will, or enhancement match uh, losses over and over to let him all of a sudden start uh, taking steroids. It makes no sense whatsoever. Okay. So, I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think – because gender they didn't start pushing until like a month ago, right? And – he was a job guy before that went with this crazy physique. So I agree. They're not going to be like, Oh, gender will forget, but all our top guys, we're going to be testing them. Um, but, and I'm not saying genders on anything. I will say though, that Ryback had said in the past that he was on TRT with WWE. He had a TUE uh, exemption. So you could get like exemptions for TRT in WWE. Um, and if you talk and if you listen to the rest of that, like he would tell you, you don't get anything bodybuilding purpose wise out of that. All that is, is same with me. I'm 40, I'm 40 years old. I technically should be on that. I'm not because I get tested for my, my bodybuilding competition. But nonetheless, my point is when you hit 26 to either 26 or 30 years old, you're allowed to go, not allowed to, you can go to a, a hormone replacement therapy and you can get like one cc one injection or something like that a week of testosterone not the stuff that's going to make you big and strong but the kind that's going to make your dick work if you will um <laughs> what it's for that's what trt is really for and it helps with like but it, but it doesn't help you, if you're working you out with your physique right no absolutely no i'll argue that to my deathbed i've done this stuff so i could talk on it 
Um, um, but I, 100% no. If somebody is doing just like half a cc of testosterone a week, it will literally, I, I know for me it wouldn't do anything. I know for me it wouldn't do jack. I would need like three cc's, four cc's, and whatever the hell it was I used to have to take back in the day. But um, it's the TRT is, is really for because the guy's stuff stuff is not working correctly because of years of steroid abuse generally and mm -hmm. so they have to take this to get the, get his guys working again but what about to where at the normal hang on to the normal level that you and glenn have for instance right because you guys have never touched steroids so you don't have this problem that's what it's for that's what ryback took it for I'll argue with him all day that he's wrong. He did not get any bodybuilding results from taking just one CC or whatever it was a week. No way. So you're saying Ryback had that insanely huge physique all naturally and the TRT did nothing for it. Oh, I'm not saying that at all. I have no idea his story <laughs> at all. I'm saying the TRT itself is not responsible for that physique. Hell no. Okay. What about like Vitor Belfort? You saw him when he was on TRT. And I don't even know what he I don't even know what he looks like. Okay, he's a UFC fighter, uh, like a legend, jacked as hell. Um, when he was on TRT, they stopped the TRT, allowing them to use TRT, and then he's like a he's got like a dad body now. Um, so I mean, Not, are there is super, it like if you do more than that one CC, does it you know have an a effect on your to each their own? Maybe some small guy one CC does do a lot. Um, I'm speaking just from my own experience in the past, and yeah. um, TRT is not meant for you to become some big jacked up dude. It's not. You can call any doctor and ask them that. That's mm -hmm. not the intent. Now, if you have a doctor friend or buddy or whatever, and he's putting it under the guise of TRT, but he's giving you like four CCs a week or something like that, mm -hmm. first of all, he'll be out of business. You can't do that crap anymore. And two, the WWE wellness policy will never allow it to happen because they'll see this script and they'll go, dude, right back, or whoever's, dude, whoever's bringing this script to him, to doctor, whoever the doctor is, he'll say, dude, your levels are at this. You can only be at this. You can only move up to this level. Hmm. Dude, you're taking four CC, so your levels are way through the roof. Guess what? You're on, you're suspended. So that's how it So works. you think Jinder could get his physique, how he looks right now, all natural? I'm telling you, he's not. Yes, absolutely, I do. I think he's taking tons of different supplements and things of that nature. I don't think he's just waking up in the morning and going to the gym and that's it. It is the diet. I don't know how many... I'll post something. Go on my Instagram page. Tell all the fans, all your fans watches, go on my Instagram page. Look at my old wrestling photos. I'm being serious. And look at me today. I ain't taking crap. I'm 40 years old. Why would I want to put that shit in my body to begin with? I'm a dad of a three year old autistic kid. That's my job. That's who I am today. So I don't, I'm supposed to be the most dad, the most jacked up dad in the world. Why would I put that crap in my system? So my point is, I'm clean. Look at the difference between my physique. I've lost weight. I've gotten more shredded. And it's 1 million percent due to a diet. One million percent. I don't come off my diet. It's not just it's it's not a diet like like drinking diet coke. It's the most disciplined diet in the world. Yeah. And to my understanding, I I get I get my meals from the same place that that Ginger does. I just found out uh, this this place called Nutrition Solutions mm -hmm. down in Tampa. And he they were telling me that he comes down there and works out with them at the workout facility. And he's a just a animal as far as just his dieting is just supposedly he's not like had a carbon like friggin' years like it's insane the, the amount of like, devotion he's put into this and i'd hate to see somebody keep getting shit on by people that just want to keep throwing crap his way when they don't know their ass from their elbow just because ryback is big and jacked and he's taking stairs doesn't mean he knows everything there's no about it
And uh, and I've been in the game longer, and I've done it as well early on. And you're assuming that Glenn hasn't done steroids, but we don't we don't know. <laughs> you know, there was a time when I was I was into lifting weights, but that was just creatine and every terrible sub. Like uh, what was it back? Hydroxy cut back in the day. Uh, I used to use like weight gainer and stuff like that. Oh, hydroxycut was the shit, man. I mean, that was awesome, but it was basically like herbal speed. I mean, it was just crazy. Um, but was, there's always some high school, high school football players. Exactly. That's what I always take say. it on spring. Yes. Spring football. And they take it off the market. Yeah. Right. Some girl took it, ran on a treadmill for a hundred hours and you know, her heart exploded. Um, but the last no. question regarding the gender thing for you, Matt, because a lot of people are bringing this up. People are saying that gender has, was it gyno or gyno? What's it called? Yeah, I saw that picture from the from that from that article too, dude. Then I have it too. Then I'm, I I must have it too. Then, um, no, uh, gyno. Well, go back and look at the Rock before he had his gyno surgery. Um, that's gyno. Um, remember when Rock used to wear that jersey? Yeah, versus Mick Foley for a while there. It's because he was just getting that surgery done on his pecs. Right. Um, smart move. Now he's in Hollywood. Um, but um. I have most. I, I can't think of a wrestler that doesn't have it. Honestly, I, yeah. I can't. Not, not not that one that has any kind of muscle to him. Um, but I mean, I'll be honest. That could have maybe gender used back in the day. I don't know. I do know this: WWE is not making an exception yeah. for Jinder Mahal, while failing Randy Orton, while almost failing Batista a couple times, but didn't happen. Failing Jeff um, Hardy twice. Come on. Come on. Use logic. <laughs> you just have to figure before creative decided to put the championship on Jinder Mahal, they ran him through every test. Oh, God. You had to have. Yeah. But he did look very different when he first came back to, to now. Yeah. He talked about well, that in Jericho's thing, podcast, like, though. Yeah. But he, yeah, I heard that, too. It sounded like he was like drinking and doing all this bad stuff when he was released. Yeah. Went through some depression yeah. and stuff, I guess. Like, so here's a good story. And I, I don't know this guy. I've never even had a conversation with him. Um, I, I just hate to see, like, here's the American dream. The dude, you know, went mm -hmm. from fucking, I hate using this word, but went from jobber to, 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 to main event champion. Like, that doesn't happen, guys. So why can't we just be happy instead of throwing stones at the dude? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's not doing anything wrong. And he's not taking shit. I'll take that to my grave. If he's taking something, it is something, like, so minute that doesn't even hardly do anything, but yet it'll still pop up on a test. I'll give you an example. If I took a Winstrol tab, edited and ripped, right? If I were to take that, I don't know, two days from like today, and that somehow, I just took it today and that's it. And that something like that would pop up on my test, even though it didn't do shit for me because I only took it for one day. Like I could see something ridiculous like that happening. But again, it does not control the muscle he's put on. That, that's what I'm trying to say. The TRT, if that's what he's taking, which we don't even know. We don't even know that. If he is, it is not. It is not one. It's not 100 responsible for that muscle. It is that dude busted his ass and really dieting in. And I know people don't want to believe that, but I promise you, if you did it yourself, you would see it. You really, really would. All right. Let's let's. Uh, all right. Let, let's get a couple more of these questions here. Um, someone's asking Matt, which veteran helped you the most in your wrestling career? Kevin Nash, Kurt Angle. Um. Nova. You guys know Nova. Yeah. Um. Simon Dean. Main. Uh, Kevin Nash. Um. Definitely Kurt Angle. Um. Probably the most. Um. 
Someone's also asking, uh, how much of a ratings increase would WWE get if CM Punk returned? First, uh, Punk's under contract with the UFC. Um, the things have gotten so bad with the WWE and CM Punk, I don't see that ever happening anytime soon, not in the near future. But really? it would be a bump for a few weeks, I think, and then yeah. you'd probably get him yeah. back to where he was. You know, I I mean, he, he'd be a top guy, but I don't think uh, I don't think they'd allow him to run rampant and you know we we saw what they did when he did that first time when he did that big big you know uh mike what was it the pipe bomb promo and everyone was talking about it for a week or two and then they just kind of booked him back to where you know uh where he was so he'd be a top guy and make a difference for a few weeks but that's about it their their trouble is not the stars their trouble is their booking and creative and their promos and nothing seeming organic and their formula that's every week versus, you know, you're watching eight hours of the same formula every week. So that's their one problem. <laughs> that's their one problem. And he has a name. No. Um. <laughs> Matt, are you going to be at the next uh, impact tapings? Not the, I know the indie ones are going to be airing for the next few weeks, but the one after that. Oh, the ones in July. Not sure yet. I got my physique show though at the end of is July 22nd. So it would be kind of cutting it close. Yeah. So we shall see. All right. One last one. Glenn, you want to pick? Yeah. Uh, what else do we got? People are asking about, Oh, what's the deal with Bray losing all the time? We've asked that <laughs> question here, man. I think that's just killed his credibility. You know, it's got to get some wins. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, he's got to have. I mean, I, I, you know, I've said this before. I think he needs to turn babyface and change his promos around a little bit. Um, I think he's just stale. He's kind of been doing the same thing for a long time, and and uh, he's not. It's you don't think he needs a gimmick overall, right? No, no. Uh, I think you keep the character, but tweak it. Tweak. Like Undertaker would always tweak it, right? You look at you look at Undertaker when he started, and he was this zombie, you know who. You know, he when he had the tie, wasn't it like he was years? he was like a wasn't it like ten years later though? Oh, American Badass. Well, he slowly started, you know, uh, wrestling. You know, as opposed to, you know, the, he was really limited with that gimmick at the beginning, and then uh, you know, you just see how much he, he evolved while sticking with that character. And I think Bray Bray could do that too. I mean, he's been doing this character for what, like five years now, four years. Put him in a suit, man. Put him in a suit. Huh. Tighten up the hair a bit. Have him, you know, do sort of the Southern Preacher gimmick. I don't know. <laughs> don't do that. No, but have like, how much that did to <laughs> Devon Dudley. Or like he's a motivational speaker. Like he's trying to, you know, sell you Amway or something no, like that. Why you don't want to give. You, you don't want to turn him into comedy. And we keep him serious. Turn him into comedy. Yeah, wait, he's not comedy now with all that no, nonsense. People he's laugh at him. But people don't laugh at him, but they don't take him seriously either. They take more seriously than other people. He gets pops and stuff. Yeah, he, he just like needs the to... fan participation of holding up their phone. I don't laugh at him. I don't laugh, but I don't take him serious with what he's saying. I think there's no. I think his promos need some tweaking. I agree with that, but um... some substance, not just buzzwords. You know. Yeah. All right. We'll see tomorrow night on Raw. It's a new beginning. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. Everything changes in 24 hours, guys. Okay, Matt, anything you want to plug uh, aside from your Instagram before we take it home here? Um, nope, I am good. Cool, man. Dropping some truth bombs tonight about Jinder Mahal and uh, the bodybuilding regime uh, regimen. Love that. 
So until uh, next time, folks, we'll see you back here after Monday Night Raw. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. On behalf of myself, Mr. Matt Morgan, and Raj Geary, we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. No, sir.